Lots of people talk about leadership in medicine, and often they talk about a position or a title or something to achieve. But in this episode, I want to outline what leadership really is, and it has a lot more to do with others than yourself. Stay tuned for right after the music, and we will be right back. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity, become an impactful leader, and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken, so it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Academic Revolution podcast. And today we want to talk about leadership and going back to pillar number two of the physician success DNA method, which is leadership identity. Today, I want to talk about what leadership really is and how it is instrumental and foundational in medicine. But leadership is very little about you, yourself, titles or positions, but rather about others. So I titled this episode, Leadership is Serving Others. So let's dive right in. A lot of times when people think about leadership, they think about it is a position or a title to obtain. And it is something that is perhaps even deserved as you climb up the academic ladder. But leadership really has very little to do with a position or a title. I think it's kind of working backwards to think I should achieve this leadership position or title based on my seniority. It is rather really a heart's desire. What do you want to do as a leader? You want to create change. You want to serve people. You want to make the place where you work a better place and drive your field, medicine, your research area forward. And these are all good things. So today I want to look at leadership from an angle of valuing people. A lot of times leadership trainers and leaders will talk about leadership really means adding value to others. That sounds good, but really what does that mean actually? In this episode, I want to unpack what it means to be a leader and what it means to add value to others. And when I think about it, it's really about making yourself valuable to others. And being valuable to others, that could mean a number of different things. So I've listed four things that how you can be valuable to other people. There might be more, so feel free to add to the list, but these are probably the key areas. Number one, you can make yourself valuable to others, specifically in medicine, through a skill. That means a practical, hard skill that you have. That might be a procedural skill, that might be a skill in a certain research area or a certain level of expertise and skill set with a technical analysis. So that would be one thing. 
It could be a skill that you have that other people don't have, where you could make yourself extremely valuable, especially if it is a skill that is difficult to attain and that takes a lot of practice. And in some way or another, we all have that level of skill because we went through medical school, residency, fellowship, etc. We went through levels of training that got us to a very high skill level by training and practicing that in our specific area of expertise. So that's one thing. Number two, you can make yourself valuable through soft skills, we often call them, such as being a communicator, being a connector, having leadership values and leadership skills that others don't have. These are more the soft skills. For example, there's people in your institution, perhaps that's even yourself, that are incredible at communicating with others. And they are just so powerful in their communication that they make meetings highly efficient, that they draw people in in their communication, maybe when they give a talk or speak about something. There's others that are incredibly gifted at being a good connector. That is somebody who can build bridges between different teams, perhaps divisions or department. That's probably one of my superpowers. I definitely enjoy and love building bridges between different parties, between different divisions and departments, and love to connect people with each other to fulfill a larger vision of a project, an organization, etc. So that's more a soft skill, but these skills are incredibly important to make an organization, make the hospital, your academic medical center run well. And honestly, everybody appreciates being around people that can communicate well, that have good leadership skills, that are the connector of the group that keeps kind of the glue that keeps everything together. So you can make yourself incredibly valuable and being a good asset to your team, to your department by having one of these more soft skills, which are so critically important. Number three, you can make yourself valuable by your expertise in your field. That goes a bit back to point number one about skills. You can have incredible expertise in your area of interest. Perhaps you are an internal medicine doc that has a certain level of expertise in a field, like in cardiac diseases or very narrow fields of focus where you have a high level of expertise in a very narrow field of focus that can be really great asset to an organization, to your team, to everybody around you because you have a skill and an expertise and knowledge in a field that nobody else has. And that makes you incredibly valuable, but it also adds value to your team, to your clinic, and to your organization. And that's a wonderful thing. The same might be true in expertise in the basic research field. Perhaps you are highly expertise in hematopoietic stem cell development or in, I don't know, liver pathology. All these highly skilled areas of expertise in a different field are very valuable because not everybody has that really narrow focus. And personally, I'm a person who enjoys having a very narrow focus and a very high level of expertise. But I also understand that a valuable team needs people with jack-of-all-trades that have a broad view that can sort of see the big picture. So both expertises are valuable to people around you, your organization, and your team. And number four, which is the last one, 
is making yourself valuable through your unique experiences. Perhaps you or some of your colleagues have very unique experiences in life outside of medicine that can be highly valuable. That's why we often look for people, right, when we um, recruit, whether it's for trainees, for fellows, etc., or recruit people at an attending level to have a certain amount of expertise that is outside of medicine. I'm in pediatrics, and there was always a running joke of a few institutions I have attended that pediatricians often play another instrument. They're really good at music or something else. Honestly, I don't play an instrument, so that wasn't me, but I'm still in peds. But um, there might be something unique to you that you bring to the table that is outside of medicine that gives you a very unique perspective. Some people come with an MBA and a business background. Some people are really interested in ethical aspects of health, so important these days. Or perhaps you are interested in the legal system and the legal structure. So it might be a formal title like this, even a formal training that you had, but perhaps it's just a life experience. Perhaps you went to medical school or through your training, going through some detours and some people might see that as a downside that you didn't take a straight shot from medical school to your specialty training, like I did, for example, but that you took a detour. And I actually always admired people that have that detour experience because they brought some real street smarts, some real life skills to the table, some maturity, perhaps, perhaps they spent time in other places of the world. Maybe they had a unique cultural experience that enriched everybody's experience. So all these can be very powerful. So make yourself valuable by either a hard skill, a soft skill, your expertise, or a unique experience. And when you have those things, you bring that value to other people and you make their life either easier or solve a problem. That is really the core center of adding value to others and being valuable to people. You either make their life easier because you have a skill or a certain level of expertise that they then don't have to tap into uh, themselves. They can just rely on you or you solve a problem. You solve a problem for a unique patient population, perhaps through your expertise in a unique field, or you solve a problem by having certain soft skills. Perhaps the department is a little bit at disarray and there is some tension. People with certain soft skills solve problems in a way that they bring teams together. That's very powerful. So Whenever you bring your value, your specific skill set to others, you can make their life easier and solve a problem, and that can be so powerful. And that makes you valuable, and that also makes you a leader. Now, I want to throw out a word of caution here and basically put the, the alert signs on. Being valuable and adding value to others does not mean you sacrifice yourself for everyone else's needs. That's really important. In fact, that is perhaps the quickest way to make yourself not valuable anymore at all, because you will eventually burn out, be grumpy, be exhausted, and be resentful because you're already always trying to solve somebody else's problems. That is really not the point. That's really important. So being valuable and being a servant to others 
does not mean that you sacrifice yourself. In fact, a servant leader, somebody who has a high level of leadership skill, knows to set certain boundaries that they remain a powerful leader, valuable to others by setting boundaries to take care of themselves. Now, you might think, hey, I'm really junior. I don't have anything to offer. I don't have a skill set or expertise yet. Perhaps you have some personal experiences that are unique you can bring to the table. And you're struggling with what you have to offer at your level of expertise or training. And I just want to challenge that thought. Yes, you're still learning. Yes, you're still perhaps early in your career and there's a lot of skill you might still have to learn, a lot of expertise you might still need to gather, but everybody has something valuable to bring to the table and that is really important to remember. And I honestly couldn't say it any better than a quote that I want to read you that illustrates this. George Washington said, every post is honorable in which a man can serve his country. I think that's very powerful to say every post, every position, every person is honorable in which a man can serve his country. That was George Washington. I like this other one from Benjamin Franklin as well. No one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of it for someone else. Let me read it again. No one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of it for someone else. See, if you're a person who lightens the burden in some way for someone else, you're not useless, you're highly valuable. And I know sometimes when you're a trainee, I remember when I was a trainee, I felt like, yeah, I didn't have the level of expertise. And yes, you sometimes feel you do a lot of scut. But you know what? That part is also important. And actually, looking back, that's how I learned a lot of things, by doing repetitive tasks over and over again that didn't seem so valuable. But It got me in a habit of being diligent, looking up labs, being diligent to do certain things that contributed to the bigger picture of the patient's care, for example. So every post is very valuable and honorable, and your post will change over time. You're not always going to be a junior faculty member. Someday you're going to maybe lead a division or a program. So every post is valuable at its given time. And I think that's really important to remember. And the last thing I think to point out is once we help others, once we serve others, we not only help them, but we're also becoming a model for others to follow. And that's really what the Academic Revolution podcast is all about, is transforming medicine, one person at the time, starting with you and me. It starts from the inside. It's transforming us from the inside so that we can be a model for others to follow at our institutions, in our labs, in our clinics, etc. And the last thing, I said that before, I know, the real last thing is leadership is actually not about you. It's always about others. That's why I want to caution you. There's sometimes this notion out there, okay, I want to be a leader. I want to get this title. And people even get upset when they get maybe overlooked. And um, there might be different scenarios why that is the case. But I want to say, if we are upset, and I have been like that too, and I really had to look back and say, that wasn't very helpful, that we feel upset that we have been overlooked in a leadership position, perhaps. That is actually a signpost that we are not really about others. 
I had to take a hard look sometimes at myself and say, where was it about me, my ego, when I got upset about those things versus serving others? That is just something that I feel I wanted to say because I see that a lot and it's really not very productive. While it feels in the moment like the the emotional response that is appropriate because we are upset, it might actually not be the best response in the long run. So I want to encourage you, be a leader, serve as a model to others by serving others in your unique expertise, skill set, and just um, experience that you bring to life and to the table at your institution. So I'll leave it at that. Have a wonderful day and talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Academic Revolution podcast today. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I would love for you to share it with your friends and colleagues and help create a movement that changes the future of academic medicine forever. Also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and visit ingahoffman.com for more information on how to work with me. Links are in the show notes. Until then, be well and see you on the next episode of the Academic Revolution podcast. 